The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Yo, yo, we're here. Episode 138. What level editor are you? And... The reason we're doing this podcast is because this weekend is our editing class. For those of you that aren't coming, you suck. Um, we have cool group <laughs> of gu- cool group so of guys mean. that are coming. Why? Why is that mean? I'm being honest, <laughs> they suck for not coming and being and hanging out and being. Any, you can ask anybody who's been to one of our classes. It is a freaking blast. We have a good time. We are the least serious guys you've ever met, and we know about three things about what we're trying to teach. So. Four things, depending on who you ask. But if you have ever thought yeah, about coming... I do coming, think we need to preface this. Like, I feel like, for some reason, people think that we're serious. Hey, your um computer has a spinning wheel of death now that I've opened Force Quit. Yeah. Gosh. I would just leave it. You know what you're going you know, to talk about. I don't, but now I do. Go ahead, sorry. Preface what? For some reason, people thought that we were professional and serious, even though I've done everything in my power to ensure that nobody thinks that about me. What? That I'm professional and serious. I know I may look professional and serious right now. Like, I really look like I'm about to get down to business. But I'm not. I'm you, not getting down you to can, business. You can, you can ask anybody who's came to our classes, and I've done classes forever. We've done several since Ryder's been here and Clay's been here. Ask anybody if we have a good time, and we have a great time. We stay up way too late. We go, we go down very, very deep rabbit trails, and um, it gets it's fun, man. We have a great time. Uh, it's a great networking opportunity. We still stay in touch with most everybody who's ever come to one of our classes just because, I mean, we consider them friends, usually on you know social media before I ever get here, but definitely after they've hung out with us for a whole weekend. And um, we go out and eat. We... I mean, we do all kinds of stuff. I mean, trying to find time to go eat is usually the hardest part because we're always immersed in what we're doing. But um, it's going to be a fun weekend. But we thought we needed to kind of, before we even really dug into our curriculum, which we've I mean, we've kind of pretty much got what we're going to do, we needed to break down the differences and levels of editors. So um, Ryder put out a poll the other day on social media on what where you thought you were in terms of editing, like what level that you were at, and uh, the, the responses were interesting. So I put four. I I separated into four categories, mostly because there was four options in the poll. Uh, and also, you can kind of separate it into four different categories. Today we're going to be doing three. But um, out of the people who answered, which you all engage and answer questions, Y'all the real ones. Um, 15 people labeled themselves as brand new. 30 labeled themselves beginners. 
uh, 16 labeled themselves intermediate, and then five labeled themselves advanced. So what that tells us is there's a lot of you out there that are in the very early stages of getting going in your editing life. And um, welcome. Come on in. The water's fine. Um, we and, and I think I think some of the discouraging things that people run into is, you know, they'll send us stuff to look at, and they're like, yeah, man, I've only got iMovie and, you know, shot this on my iPhone, so it's not y'all's quality. Well, it's not our quality now, but when we first got started, I mean – that's been pretty told on Instagram they can't hear anything. On Instagram, would it have messed up when you got the phone call? Would it have messed up the? It's possible. Sorry, go ahead. Um, there's that people get discouraged that um, they don't that everything is not high quality when they first start. Well, man, everybody starts somewhere. You know, everybody starts usually with uh, the only camera they can get their hands on, and. Um, the only editing program they can afford or that comes on their computer. I started out with iMovie. I started out with um, an SD camera that shot on tape, and I couldn't even – I shot all this video and had no idea how to get it to the computer to edit it. I didn't understand how to capture the footage off um, tapes. Thank God we don't have to do that anymore. Thank God everything's digital. Um, it, it was good for having a backup for things, but it was never um, good for – time management because if you shot an hour tape you had to capture an hour of tape so you got really conservative with what you shot and what you didn't shoot um it was all the time capturing tapes backing up tapes i got i don't know if i still have any more but there's tons and tons and tons of tapes somewhere in a box in a dumpster somewhere where i uh i moved them and threw them away. I just couldn't keep them anymore. Ryan is struggling hard trying to get y'all audio, guys. Is it is it, are the levels down on this? Well, it worked before you got the phone call because he did a sound check. Unless you didn't touch any of these, right? You only touched mm -mm. these. Yeah. Didn't touch anything that I don't normally touch. Chuck wants to know if he needs to get involved, right? Oh, God. Ryan's stressing. Well, I know. Close out, close out the live. I would just stop, stop the live and start it back. Start it back, yeah. God, I know. It's such a pain in the butt. Yeah, well, they're trying not to. Real-time tape transfers were awesome. Not. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and Matt Postwell from 42 Pros, who you guys see, um, he's going to try and come in, I think, into next week, and we're going to do a podcast with him. We haven't decided what we're going to talk about. Actually, might even make him decide the topic. That way we can kind of just talk for one, just hang out and shoot the crap. Uh, he's really technical. He's got a cool background. Does a lot of fishing. I don't. I don't know what all. He, I don't know if he's still doing as much fishing as he's used to. But um, he's going to come in, and we're going to do a podcast with him. So uh, that way you can listen to somebody else talk for once, and not us three. We're still trying. I'm still rambling on the podcast, so there's not a bunch of dead space. You can go ahead and kick off the beginners. Yeah, I guess I could kick off the beginners. Hold on, Ryer. Come I'm, on, buddy. But what I'm saying is, like, if that that's now your headphone jack if you get a phone call. So yeah. it may have... I mean, I'm just saying that 
where that mic plugs in is technically your headphone jack, so it may have. Hey, try not to cut me off this time. <laughs> I mean, you have four feet. Of, you have four feet of table over there oh, where there's nobody, God. and then I get cut in half. I mean, I appreciate you cropping out my bald spot, but that's why I wear a hat. I think we just. I mean, I know we get a lot of more engagement on Instagram. I just don't think it's worth doing all this for the Instagram every time. Love you guys, but it's a pain in the butt. Supposed to be, but it never is because technology never works like it's supposed to. Yes, Matt said he still does a ton of fishing. We'd like to do some fishing. I'd like to get into some fishing's quick and easy. Got it? You fixed it? Yes. He fixed it. Look at him. I mean, I think there we go. We collectively fixed it. I'm the one that told him to close so, it out. We're we're back on track. All right. So we've we, so we're, all right. We're going to talk about. The levels of editing. What level are you when it comes to editing? And we kind of we we put it we put it in four categories on the the poll, but we've kind of broken it down to three categories now that we're going to kind of get get guys into the editing bay and, and start teaching to them. The three categories are new slash beginner, and then we're calling that more the mechanics and fundamental stage. Then there's the intermediate, which is building scenes, dialogue. It's developmental. And the advanced storytelling professional, um, this is something that you're doing to try and make money. So, this is where we're at. So, I am going to be covering and handling the beginners, um, new, fresh into editing, beginners. Um, that's kind of got to be where I'm going to take guys under my wing this weekend and handle anything and everything from beginners. I'm essentially going to start with a blank slate open up Premiere and be like, all right, here's the footage, here's where we're putting it. And then we're going to go from there. Um, I'm actually putting a commercial together for Copeland Creative right now, so it actually might be a good one to almost recreate that. So I'm going to be handling beginners. Clay is going to be handling intermediate, and Ryer is going to be handling advanced. So we don't really know. We didn't screen everybody. I think everybody's going to be more that intermediate beginner. I think we might have one or two guys that come in they are going to be in advance. So if you're advanced, you're in for some rabbit trails with Ryer. If Good you're luck. in beginners, you're in some <laughs> you're in for a lot of little tiny pieces of information with me. And um it intermediate's kind of where we're struggling like where that is. Where where's the line blur between new beginner and advanced? Um there's a lot of information between those two stages. But what exactly do those look like? And so that's kind of what we wanted to do is we wanted to break these down. This was kind of your idea today in the truck, wasn't it? I mean, we wanted to talk about planning for the pot, planning for this class, but um, it was kind of your idea to break this down this way. Why was that? Um, well, because I think that I think that one with anything, sometimes it's hard to kind of <clears throat> it's hard to identify, self-identify necessarily where you're at. Um especially if you are new and beginning uh, and you don't really know what the quote-unquote benchmarks, and I say quote-unquote because these are obviously things that we've made up, and I think that we kind of decided um, when we say advanced, like we're not talking the pinnacle of editing uh, achievement. Like You're to the point where you where, can charge for your work, though. Yeah, like when when we say advanced, we kind of all decided like an advanced editor is somebody that we could hear at the company go hand a hard drive of footage, say, 
this is the finished product we need. We need it to tell this story, be this long, mm-hmm. have this vibe, and they'll be able to execute on that. Basically, you're you're able to take your skills to most professional organizations or companies. Yeah, yeah. and I think, um, and I think that's kind of the benchmark for advanced. And then, obviously, you've got intermediate and beginner. And I think it's important for people to one be able to kind of identify where they're at and two, kind of identify the skill sets and the things that you're going to be working on and trying to master master at each level um, so that you can kind of get an idea of what you need to be working on, what you need to be focusing on, and what you need to really be um, trying to learn. Uh, and I think that's especially important for the uh, beginners and the intermediate guys because especially as a beginner, there's, you don't know so much and you feel like you need to know all of these things. Uh, When in reality, there are stages to it, just like playing sports. Like you don't start off being uh, Derek Jeter. You start off being uh, a kid who's never played the sport before and you have to master certain things and learn certain things that you then build off of into the next level and then you build off of into the next level. And then, of course, there's never really a stopping point to this. Yeah, You're always building and improving on your skill sets, but I think it's important for people to understand these are the skill sets that you need to work on to build these fundamentals, to build that base, and here's where you go from there. And being able to kind of self-identify and then kind of in their head have that track. Yeah. What were, to you follow. Say, what were you going to say, Clay? Uh, I was, it's hard for some people to really rate where they are editing-wise because they don't know how capable Premiere is or a Final Cut or whatever. Like, they don't know what things are possible or they see something and they think, oh, that like looks like the coolest thing ever, and then they don't actually realize how simple it could be. Like, it's literally... It's overwhelming when you open it yeah, the first time. Right. Well, my little brother, actually, he just... Um, I just see, I think last week, he he texted me and was like, hey, man, what what editing software would you recommend? And I'm to the point where I, I stop recommending beginner softwares to people because I honestly don't think that there's... I personally don't think that there's an advantage to using iMovie over Final Cut or Premiere Pro Rush over Premiere Pro. Um, most of the mechanisms are the same. And I think that if it's something you, like, if you just want to do really simple, easy stuff and get it out there for time purposes, sure, use those. If you're looking to do this, um, like, as a career or more as a hobby or for yourself and you're looking to improve uh, as an editor, then just start with the program you're going to use and learn it. So I just suggest it to him. Uh, and maybe you guys think differently than me, but that's my personal thoughts. That's my thought, too. I think um, I think some of them are so simple to use that it actually almost makes it harder. Well, and then you feel like there's this big jump into the, the professional program where, in reality, the professional program gives you more options, um, but you don't have to use them all, and your basics are always going to stay the same. So anyways, I recommended to him Premiere Pro, and a few days later he messaged me. He was like, dude, I'm so... Well, What's going on here? I'm mm-hmm. so confused. I'm so overwhelmed. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I said, look, um, go to YouTube, go find some beginner tutorials, and just start working through them. Like, I can help you for sure, but, like, that's the best 
That's the best way to really just. So picture. he's interested in getting into video. Yeah, he always kind of has been. He um, he does like a. He's a car guy. He's actually, I guess, he's taken entire engines out of cars and stuff. He got into doing that kind of stuff. Um, he has like a car club in California and stuff. And he's, uh, I don't know if he's doing like video vlogs for that or kind of what it is. But yeah, he's always kind of dabbled in it. And cool. sounds like he's looking to kind of do a little bit. Take more. your spot in the company. Or? <laughs> Y'all don't want two of us. Y'all don't want <laughs> That's two why I said take your spot. There. Oh, no, he ain't taking my spot. So. <laughs> you you want to see me get competitive. Oh, God. So we've we've broken this down, and I'm going to cover the beginner part of it. And um, now that I think about it, I'm probably going to teach this beginner class the same way I was taught. Um, I knew nothing about video editing. And I sat with a guy who did church videography for two days for probably four hours a day. Literally sat in his office. He didn't really teach me. He just, as he did stuff, he would say, all right, I'm bringing in footage. This is how I'm doing it. This is where the footage is located. This is how you bring it into the timeline. And, like, it was just so much information. And after two days, like, I never touched the mouse, never touched the computer, just sat there and watched him for two days and tried to take it all in, which I'm not going to teach that way. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with the absolute basics like he did. And after two days, he just turned around his chair and looked at me. He's like, all right, go for it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> go, for, he's like, go for what? He's like, start filming stuff and putting in the timeline. Start screwing up. Start making mistakes. Start figuring it out. He's like, the only way you figure it out, the only way you learn, is to mess it up and to say, why does this suck? And he's like, and the more times you ask yourself, why does this suck, you'll figure out how not to make it suck. And that's pretty much what I did. Um, you know, got the job at sub seven and learned, you know, learn. I was an intermediate. I don't even know if I was intermediate level editor. Then I would say I was in between beginner and intermediate. I mean, I was kind of teetering in the middle and then I got to advanced real fast. I got thrown in the fire, um, three months of on the job training of not knowing what you're doing will make you learn really, really fast. when you don't want to get fired from your dream job, <laughs> they really say you go and learn today. Yeah. Like literally chance walked in with a hard drive sat it on my desk and was like, good luck. <laughs> and I that's like how I learned. Flunk in those it days. was. And I mean, and Chance, I mean, I was this new kid. I had no idea what I was doing. And he probably could tell from the first footage that I ever shot that he got that I had no idea what I was doing because it was virtually unusable. <laughs> um, and he was patient with me. He taught me. He, well, I'd say he taught me. He begrudgingly sat down on my computer and fixed my stuff. Hey, we just who took the things off the tables? I just noticed. Ryer and I took an executive order that they look like crap. Oh well. The Ryer's complaint was no one can see me behind the sign. Demerits. It's true. The antler hides my face, and then it's like an awkward oh my position. God. It's awkward framing. You would never frame somebody like that. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because it's me. I honestly, it's awkward. It was awkward. It was an awkward look. So I just spent no, no, no. We'll a bunch of money on we'll the signs. And I was not involved in this. We did not. I mentioned this to Clay, and he took it upon himself to remove them. I Demerits. No, demerit. <laughs> no, I made a You comment. went along with it. I didn't know they this were gone. This is a team. I didn't do anything. This, he's just playing on the fact that he's a cripple, and you feel bad for him. I'm a cripple at the moment. Yeah, I'm the only one apparently with no, fully functioning limbs. <laughs> So, let's talk about beginner. So, essentially, when you're a beginner, 
the only video you're really going to put together is a montage. And we've talked about what a montage is. It's clips put together over a music bed. And it's the simplest form of a video. People love a good montage. There are ways to make montages very, very epic and very, very cinematic. But that is the most basic form and simplest form of editing. So, Do you know the history of montage? You're going to tell me. No, it's just because it's fun. No, sure, so, tell me. So I don't know the history. I might be a little wrong in this, but in the early days of film, obviously, uh, people didn't really edit film. Uh, they would shoot it, and then they would show it, but they never edited film, so they would just have one shot. Um, and I think it was some guy was doing a psychological experiment and figured out that if you could put two shots next to each other and it wouldn't like overwhelm or scare the audience. Cause people in those days were so unfamiliar with video and film that like they, I remember there was some video of a train coming at them and people literally got scared and ran out of a theater <laughs> because they saw the film of this train coming towards them and their brains not having any experience with that were like thought it was an actual train. And he figured out that, well, you could splice and put different shots next to each other and create different contexts using those shots. And so that was kind of the beginning of film editing, mm -hmm. and they termed that montage. So putting two different shots, three different shots, four different shots together into a sequence in order to create meaning out of those shots, that's a montage. So there's at its your, most... At, tip at, of the week. Yeah, the basic form of montage is just things put together, but you can also... Once you get to like a super advanced level, you can use montage to create meanings oh, yeah. through the relation of clips to each other. Almost every rom-com's got a solid montage about three quarters of the way through as the relationship's building or as things well, are and happening. You, and you've got different types of montages, mm -hmm. right? You've yeah. got like location uh, montages, you've got your training montages, you've got your time romance, passing montage. time montages, and then you've got your like... Uh, idea connection montages. Anyways, that's not beginning, but but most it, you said montage, and I thought, oh, uh, I remember that fact. Yeah, most reels that are put together are some some type of montage. It's clips from different times, different places, all put to one over a bed of music with most of the time not a ton of thought put into them. Um, speaking of reels, we're three quarters of the way done with ours, so it will be out sometime next week. That's the plan. You don't think it'll be out next week? Yeah. Okay. Sometime next week. Um, we're ready for that to be done. I know Ryder's ready for, be for it to be done. So, um, I'm having a good time. Are you? Yeah. Well, then keep at it. I mean, there's no time limit on it. Don't tell him that. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not going to work on it forever. We've How about we set a time like we're going to drop it? Mm -mm. What'd be a I good don't thing? like that. Though. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so let's go back. New beginner. What are the skills do you think a new beginner needs to? So we're, we're getting into that nice. right now. I was just trying to tee up. You're teeing me up. I was just trying to. So the first thing is obviously opening the program, importing footage, and organizing it within the in the program. Being able to actually work within the program. Opening it up, bringing the footage in, putting it in your project, and then being able to look at the footage and then open it in your preview monitor, which is literally double-clicking. It opens in your preview monitor. Really easy. Um, and once you can import footage and organize footage within the program, the next thing you need to know how to do is get that from the program monitor into your 
canvas or into the timeline um, and start being able to add cuts and move things around, delete pieces, all those things. And then the final skill is the simplest. You need to figure out how once you have clips in that timeline that you want to create one video, how to export that timeline into a standalone video. Um, that's the simplest, simplest form of beginner. And I mean, obviously we're going to go into a lot more stuff than that. And there's a lot more, there's a lot of steps into those simple skills and there's knowledge that goes with like, you don't just hit file export and it goes like you have to understand generally in the beginning, what codecs, what, you know, file sizes, what, you know, aspect ratio. I mean, you kind of need to know some of these things when you go to export your first video, where's it going? How do I tell it to go to this hard drive versus that hard drive? How do I, um, you know, how do I export it in 1080 versus 720 versus, you know, different sizes? I mean, all the, there's a lot of nuance to each one of these skills, but this is the basics of I want to open the program and be able to use it in this most basic form. That's the beginner stage. So what are some other things that are going to come with beginner, so maybe some things that we that aren't necessarily on this list that we need to address when it comes to the class. Well, I think that um, maybe it's, maybe it goes as simple as like going and finding your first piece of music, organizing it, and bringing it in. Maybe it's even uh, simple I, as finding. I would cover. I know we talked about folder structure, but kind of explaining the whole how Premiere or almost anything Adobe is link based. So where you put something actually matters because that's where it has to stay without... Because, like, you can't download something and then access it in Premiere from your downloads and then every Friday at 5 o'clock you clear your downloads because then that song's gone. Yeah. So maybe just something like that. That way they yeah. av- they avoid that issue and not well, know what's going what on. I'm I think the, everything... What really I'm, well, hold on. What I'm, what I'm the most worried about about teaching the beginner stuff is glazing over the parts that are second nature to me right. that are like, wait, how, why'd you do that? Why'd I do what? You know, I don't even know what I just did, you know, and it could be something as simple as I right clicked versus left click. And, and right. I subconsciously do it. Cause I know I got to right click to get to this and left click to get to this. Or some things we do so fast. Cause it's a keyboard shortcut. Where yeah. Most people have to right click. And that's something that you need to learn. Beginnings is starting to learn those simple shortcuts learning. I mean, simple. I think, like like you said at the beginning stages, everything is very mechanical. Mm-hmm. What you're trying to understand is not, it's not so much how to edit, right? You're learning how to use the editing program. And I think that's an important distinction because editing is a skill and an art form. Using an editing program is a skill. Yeah, that you can learn and teach yourself by doing it just like anything else. Just like driving a car, just like riding a bike, just like operating heavy machinery, just like using Excel, just like anything else. Knowing how to use a phone, that's a that's a skill. And so um, I think that at the beginning stages, what you're doing is building your mechanical knowledge of this new program and also kind of understanding a little bit about how it works on the back end Um, and also understanding that Premiere does not operate in a vacuum Uh, Final Cut does not operate in a vacuum Avid 
does not operate in a vacuum. None of these editing programs operate in a vacuum. They operate on your computer, and there's a certain amount of computer knowledge and literacy that you also will need to gain if you don't already have it in order to really operate the program. Yeah. You know, like you said, you're going to have to know how to put things on your computer, where to find them on your computer, where Premiere is living on your computer, where all well, these things are. Yeah. And then past that, inside of the program, you need to you start learning uh, how to put things places and where to, um, how to cut, what keyboard shortcuts to use, what the menu options do, all these things. You're well, learning the controls. That's what I, but it's what I've said before, and I can't remember exactly how I phrased it, is... Being being an editor isn't knowing how to use the program. No. Knowing how to use the program is in the new new beginner or intermediate stage. Being an editor is when you're in the advanced stage. Just knowing how to use the program does not make you an editor. It gives you a skill, like you said, on how to use the program. You're an assembler. You're an assem- yeah, essentially you're taking pieces and moving blocks around. But there's way more to it than editing an entire story and work in dialogue, but that's what we're going to get to with intermediate. So we're going to slide that to Clay. What are y'all talking about? The chat. Oh, so Lance, Devin. No, it goes way back. Lance Browning says, pain meds got you zoning, Clay. You good, bro? And I, <laughs> I said, I said, Ryer bores me. And for, uh, I said, he just talks and talks and talks and talks. And then, uh, Devin said, I can see you immediately mentally checking out as soon as he starts talking. <laughs> I don't check out. I'm engaged. Hmm. Remember earlier when Clay was talking about editing and how he feels like he's not as good as us at editing? I, I did, don't say, remember. I did I want, say that. He did. Uh, I didn't hear that part. I wonder if, if maybe it's because you zone out whenever I talk, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Do you think that, Well, maybe? guess who gets to talk now? It's Clay's turn to talk about intermediate. So have at it, buddy. I, I'm just pulling Clay's leg. Clay is a very good editor. <laughs> no pun intended on the leg pulling? Oh, I'll pull the hell out of that leg. I, every time I see it, I think, what would happen if I kicked him straight in it? I just want to know. <laughs> Fold him like a lawn I want to know, how strong is that brace? What can it really take? Pretty strong. Those big linemen in the NFL wear them. It holds all this up, so. Oh, God. <laughs> Y'all are children, man. Y'all really are. I forgot how stupid I was when I was in my mid-20s until I look at you guys daily. And then I remember I was real we're, dumb. Because we're way far ahead to what you Oh, are. no. Not even close. We're running circles around you fools. Delmore, I can smell Clay's bad leg. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got vultures following him around. <laughs> you should have, You missed what he said on the phone today. I was saying something. That's <laughs> something about stupid ideas. He said, "Speaking of idiots, where's Clay at?" Just <laughs> in my own little world, trying to get work done. That's all. Don't mind me. He wasn't even. He wasn't even in the office, and I was laughing. I was wishing he was though, because that was a good one. Nice little, nice solid burn from old Belmore. All right, so intermediate. Let's move on to the next one because I got to get out of here in like. 20 minutes. Um, I wouldn't say intermediate is any more advanced as far as using the footage or bringing footage in as beginners is. It's more of using the music that you've chosen and kind of getting from place to place with that footage. So, I mean, because you could take the same footage. We could give each category of editors the same footage and get three completely different levels of pieces. So it doesn't really have that much to do with the footage. It's what you do with it. And yeah. 
the first two things I wrote down were editing to music. So either the beats of the music, if it has strong beats or timing out clips to, to basically beats in music that aren't there. If that makes sense. Like if you have a real smooth or slow song that doesn't have a lot of hard bass beats or drum beats, how to time out edits on that, or just using the music to time out your shot to shot to shot to shot. So something you need to make sure we teach these intermediates is how not to use cross dissolves in video. Intermediates? Yeah. Like said intermediates. Okay. <laughs> um, no cross dissolves. <clears throat> Although I did see a cross dissolve in a Dudley video. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying they're never to be used, but it's rare. Uh, the second one I put... Are you sure it's one I edited? Pretty sure. You were there. I mean, I edited it. Which one was it? I think it was Attack. Mm, that would be I'll good. have to go back and look. I don't know. Um, <laughs> worried me now. <laughs> oh, no, Jeff's it like, wasn't. It suddenly wasn't. I don't it recall wasn't. any edits. It was the one that we done. took out of the reel. The one that we took out of the reel? Yeah, I didn't edit yeah, that. Yeah, I take that back. So. Okay. Thank you. I was wrong. I was say. I was wrong. I mean, I have used them before, but like three times in my life. Um, what The next one I put was... Well, not in my life, since I've learned what to do. <laughs> was um, like arranging B-roll, so not just having B-roll and throwing it in there for the sake of having B-roll, but using B-rolls in a sequence that it helps tell your story or transition so you. So that was one of the bigger epiphanies I had editing. Me too. I didn't understand how to use B-roll. And I remember I edited that first show to show Chance. I was so proud. And I showed him, and he's like, okay, you have to group your B-roll, and this is why. And he groups it and shows me how to use that to transition, how to hide edits, how to do things. And it was like a bulb went off well, in my one head. One of the first things you ever taught me was just because you have B-roll doesn't mean you have to use it for the sake of having B-roll. And if you have B-roll to throw over someone talking – I mean, you don't want to put one clip and then show their face talking and then one clip and show their yeah. face talking. You want to cut in and out as the fewest amount of times as you can, so mm-hmm. not just using it to use it. Yeah, and, 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 and grouping it and learning the pacing of that B-roll and how to like, – essentially, we build blocks, and this is getting into more of the advanced stuff, but when you no, build those blocks and using those – You think so? I think so. Yeah, because we put – number one is familiar with basic controls and shortcuts, obviously. Um May I break down the Editing. break down the numbers thing, and we'll kind of talk through them because I want to talk about building blocks. The na- what numbers thing? On the notes. Oh, he's not uh, looking at the notes. I was ma- I'm monitoring the podcast. Oh, on the so line. number one on our notes that we put for intermediate was um, a skill that you have is you're familiar with the basic controls and shortcuts. Yeah. Um, pretty familiar. Uh, not with num- all of them, but mas- the basic the basic ones for sure. Yeah. Number two is. Um, you know, you're editing to music, and you're able to manipulate the music. You talked about that, didn't you, Clay? Yes. So you're able, you are able to edit to the beats of the song, and you're also able to manipulate the song to start and shorten, kind of lengthen, where you stop need it where you to, want it, yeah. So that you're not a slave to the music. You that were, was another epiphany I had. Was one chance showed me how to end a song. I was like, <gasps> never forget it. I. There's more ending song epiphanies that I just had the other day, but oh, we'll talk about that in the advanced. Okay. <clears throat> and then number three is what you were just talking about is the um, scene building, building scenes, and that's that's your blocking. Not to not to go off the trend, not to digress, but what you just said is important. You're still learning stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. still learning stuff every single day. You don't all you don't always you don't ever learn all of it. So we we might be at the advanced stage, but you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be an expert. Uh, you, you will be an expert, but you'll never be perfect. There's always something to learn. Anyway, continue. Were you waiting for a smart comment from me? No. Oh, okay. You waiting for my next my next thing? Yeah. My next one you? was this, uh, this you. My next one was like ease how to ease into a scene versus scene versus just throwing the viewer in there, mm-hmm. which Ryer had to remind me of yesterday with the Brock edit that I'm working on, where literally nothing happens. So I wanted to. <laughs> oh. That little, that he smile, was so pissed at me that too. That smile when I told you him just gave it. was no, priceless. You literally did this to me. You went. <laughs> well, because yesterday <laughs> he was in there and he was pissed at an edit. Oh, and he I'm called editing, me in I'm there. I'm editing a hunt. Where and nobody ever like, likes to call me in. And I know why it is, is because I'm a butthole. No. And this I, is why I don't like calling you in. You cannot explain what you think needs to be done. You have to grab the mouse and keyboard and do what needs to be done. And this I, is true. I hate you, that. You stand over me like for something, and I finally just like just do it, Ryer. Yeah, just do it. Well, when Good he God. comes in, I I won't like like I'll put my mouse in my pocket if I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Like, I won't <laughs> let him have my mouse, <laughs> and he can't use my keyboard because of my shortcuts. So I know I'm good. It's a pain. In he my literally butt. literally locked him out. Stand there going. I'm of no use. Well, the, that's not the reason I smiled though. The reason I smiled is because yesterday he calls me and he's pissed at this edit, and I watched the edit. And it was trash. I hate it. It's so. It's like not- he. What he told me is, he's like, I hate it. I'm bored. And I told him, I said, and he's like, I don't know how to make it not boring. And I looked at him and I said, just make it not boring. <laughs> Which is actually profound advice because, like, as an editor, if you're bored with it, one, it means that your viewer is going to be bored with it probably, but you don't get the choice to be like. Whatever. Like, yeah. you need to figure out how to not be bored with it. So he shows it to me. And I say, okay, well, maybe later on you can do... He's like, I got three days and all they're doing is glassing. Yeah. He's like, and I know that we want to show all three days because uh, the client wants that. He wants to see all the all the days of the hunt. But, like, not a whole lot develops or happens. And I'm There's like, okay. like four clips and five days of deer. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And so I said, well, that'd be a great time to use a montage. And he's like, well... I'm kind of doing that here, and it's a, like immediately as soon as he started the video, and I said, well, why don't why don't you use the first bit, the first morning here, and do, like, world development, right? Bring the viewer into that environment, let it be snow, slow, introduce the characters, and then take that song that you're using right here for it, and then use that as the montage later because it has a nice vloggy montage beat. And so then you have somewhere to go. You have a slow, like, intro opening. You're bringing the viewer in. And then now you can up the pace and go into that. You have somewhere to go as opposed to starting at that pace and not having a higher pace to go to. And mm-hmm. Ryer, Ryer also shot this, and I'm the one editing it, so he knows what I have. But I think me being the one going through and grabbing all the selects, I knew that there was no deer, nothing dies, like nothing like that. So mm-hmm. I wanted to get the video started and get it over with so it wasn't an eight-minute video of literally nothing happening. And I think I hurt myself by doing that, by trying to get in the first day and get it over with. And that's another thing that makes you can make you a really good editor is someone that will just be brutally honest with you and be like, you need to this, – uh, this bores me, this slows me that down. That was super hard when I left Sub 7 because we did that. We'd always bring people into edits and let them – Get, you know, and that was what Chance did. He'd stand in the back and wouldn't say a word. And he'd just go, I'm bored. 
to edit it. You know, he's like, so that thing was good. Get, he's that's like, where you get it from. Yeah, that's that's where I got it from Chance. You know, he would just stand there and go, yeah, I'm bored. It's slow right here. Speed this up or get rid of it. I'm bored. You know, and Chance wasn't a hunter, but he understood pace. He understood all those things. And he would just get to the point and be like, mm. or he'd watch the whole edit and be like, I think that's good. You know, and that was, I mean, you didn't really get a ton more out of him than that. But he'd be like, yeah, I'm bored. Right. Nate would do the same thing, you know. Um, we, but we all did that. And when I went off on my own for about, you know, whatever, a year and a half, two years, it was very hard not having that voice of reason, you know, because Nicole, she hates everything. <laughs> I've never done a good thing in front of her. So yeah, I can't she's, show she's her. On, she's on, by the And way. your mom's like, oh, I think it's wonderful. Exactly. So it's like you can't show them. <laughs> right. You know, so it's like if you don't have somebody there that's going to go, yeah, that kind of sucks, you know. And that's the hard thing is, I, you know, I watched it like – you know, I know you did the seven-minute reel, and we liked it, but it's too long, and it had some slow pieces in it. So we had to come in. We all three sat in your office today, and we're like, all right, and which you knew it was long. I mean, you knew it was too, and you're like, okay, what do we cut? And we just started hacking. Chuck stuff got hacked. Sorry, bud. Love you. Um, Brian was in there a couple times. Brian's now in there one time. You know, those. I mean, we, we cut a lot of stuff that just wasn't, Ooh and ah, you know, if it didn't, if it did, wasn't impactful, we cut it. But that's part of learning is, and that's, oh man, we can go sound, down so many rabbit trails. We're never going to make the time for this. But another really big thing with editing was once you get down this rabbit trail and you start working and doing is you spend so much time with an edit, you become so invested in what it is. And somebody comes in and tells you it's not good and you want to fight them. Because you're, you think it's the greatest thing you've ever done, you know. Um, you think it's awesome. You think it's, you know. But and they come in and they'll tell you, well, I think this section right here is slow, or I don't like that song, or whatever. And then you're, you know, you get very defensive. I've, I've done it. I've done that before, you know. And but it takes. But you also have to remember who are you creating this piece of content for. In our case, it's generally a client. We have to create what the client wants. I don't like Dudley's style of editing. What he wants done. That's what he wants. That's what we do. It's not my style, not even close. Um, so we have to put out things that aren't necessarily catered to us. Who's it catering to? The viewer, your client, or yourself? If you love it and it's for yourself, heck yeah, go for it. But if it's not for you, if it's for an audience, you have to cut it for that audience. So getting back on track. Sorry. No, not your fault. Very Ryer, back on track. Ryer's fault. But, um, oh, Nicole said need a review, call her. If you need her to review anything, she's oh god, my wife's watching. Thanks, babe, love you. Um, but I think learning how even this might be a little, this might be the gray area between advanced and intermediate, but how different styles of music can help you edit different ways. Yes, yeah. if you want to learn how to edit to music, another little hot tip: edit to like hip hop and you know stuff with big beats. That makes you learn how to edit to music the best. <clears throat> anything with big beats. You know, things that are just beds that are just, like, rhythmic that don't have, you know, like, beats to them, they're a lot harder to edit to than something with a beat is. Right. Um, stuff with big beats, man, it all it, sometimes I feel like it edits itself. And then the last thing I put was transitioning out of one scene and into another. So, like, yeah. ending a night and going into a morning or on an elk hunt, going from one location to the next location, uh, just those type of things. All right. Now we also have sound leveling. Yeah. So understanding, um, understanding mixing audio so that your music isn't overrunning your 
dialogue. You can hear your dialogue. It's clear. Um, all those kind of things. <clears throat> and then we've got uh, project and asset management uh, at a deeper and more efficient level. So as a beginner, you're, you understand that Premier doesn't operate in a vacuum and you kind of get where things are going. Um, <clears throat> as an intermediate editor, you really need to dive in and understand what is Premiere doing behind the scenes? Uh, where is my footage living? Is that where it should be living? Uh, figuring out how to be the most efficient and safe with your assets, how to optimize everything so that Premiere runs smoothly, that you don't have files unlinking, that you know where everything is, you know where everything goes, um, and you are able to be a more efficient editor because you understand kind of more of the inner workings of Premiere. I think another thing that we could probably cover, all three of us, is all the different little hyper, not hyperlinks, but little different file types that Premiere creates. So, like, now they're creating those Premiere project lock things or whatever. Uh, PR locks. Yeah, that we could kind of just go through and kind of explain, like, hey, don't delete this, or, like, changing where your autosaves go to. Mm -hmm. So we don't have what happened to me today. Mm -hmm. So maybe little things like that. But How far along were you on that? Was it way far? Well, I or got pretty close? I got halfway through and absolutely hated it. So then I started over, and now I'm at the end of the first day. Okay, you do realize you don't need to del delete things. You just create a new sequence and start yeah, over. Yeah, I didn't right? delete it. Oh, okay, it scares me when people say they started over. No, I didn't delete it. Like you just deleted all that work? No. Or I have had people tell me, yeah, I just deleted it all and start over. It's like, why would you do that? Just create a new sequence and start over. It's all still there in case you want to go pull and reference and find. Yeah. Saves you so much time. Advanced. You're up, bud. And I'm out. <laughs> I'm about to be out. i got to leave in five minutes. Um, so y'all get to close this podcast out because we know Robert's not doing this in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's 4 o'clock, 27, 28, 29. Let's see. So I think an advanced editor is somebody who understands all the mechanics. Not all, but... The mechanics of the program um, understands the basics of the mechanics of editing and is able to basically move on a little bit from how do I do these things to why do I do these things. Um, and as an advanced editor, you're now dealing more with um, kind of the intrinsic parts of editing. Yeah, things that more you, some abstract stuff. Yeah, and things that you can't really you're not really going to be able to quantify and a lot of them are very like internalized. A lot we of them you, about. Can't, you can't look at the timeline and see them. Well, you can to some degree, like you can look at a timeline and see pacing. Yeah. Um, you can look at a timeline and see like if you sound were to design, color code things yeah, and sound, sound design, design yeah. like you can see them. Um, but I think a lot of it is starting as an advanced editor, you're beginning to develop an instinct. And I think that's important firstly, because, um, just like anything, to be able to do it well, you have to have some kind of instinct as to how to do it. Yeah, um, And that develops over time. Right. And also, I think it's important that um, to understand that you won't necessarily have an instinct when you start. So you're not, like, a lot of times people ask me, how did you know that that was, the, that was what you wanted to do there? And if I really sit and think about it, I could probably tell you, but a lot of the times the answer comes down to it feels right. And there's a lot of things that make something feel right, but I in my head am not always thinking about 
those things. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm very uh, deliberate in thinking about uh, what I'm trying to do, but a lot of times it just feels a certain way. The pacing feels a certain way. I feel where I need to cut it. I feel what shot needs to go next. I feel the emotion that I'm trying to get after. And so I think as an advanced editor, what you're beginning to do is realize and really develop your editor instincts, your editing muscle. And and, and, and to to, kind of counter that, in the very beginning when you start editing, you know in your head what you want to do, but you don't know how to do it. So that's that instinct of, or, or that second nature of knowing how to get there. Like in the beginning, you're going to say, man, I know exactly what I want to do, but I don't know how to do it. And then once you get to advance, you know exactly how to do it. Now you're trying to push the envelope. How do I make this more impactful? A lot of that has to do with how you shoot it too. Like a lot of times. Yeah. Everything like, has to do with spy, how you shoot the it. The spy point stuff, the Chuck stuff, the stuff that has that two week turnaround type thing that we do. I mean, a lot of times when I'm doing the spy point stuff, I'm editing it in my head based off of what my next shot's going to be. Yeah. So I I already know, like, oh, he's filling feeders. Like, I'm going to get five or six quick shots. It's going to take me 10 seconds in the edit, get me something, him driving off, and I'm done. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think, so, that's kind of further down on my list, but I think, you know, this is kind of where, that's, I guess, what you could label this stage. Um, this is, again, we call this the professional stage. Um, number one on my list, I have noted story, emotions, and psychology of an edit. And I think this is what really begins to separate you as an advanced editor, is, is being able to identify a feeling that you want your viewer to get, um, being able to understand... Uh, a story arc, the story you want to tell, and music the, choice, the music choice, and the emotions you need in that story, and um, when and where to divulge the information uh, within that story to get where you want to go. Yeah. Um, and that's where, and and you can, as a viewer, I don't know if you necessarily know this, but when you watch something, you. Like if something you you get certain feelings when you watch something, and some videos you feel very satisfied, or you feel like you've been told a whole story, or you feel like you've been given an emotion, or you feel something. Um, and other videos you just watch, and it's like, oh, that's a cool video. I think as an editor, um, you really that's when you start to separate yourself is being able to tell those stories that feel satisfying that feel like they follow a good story curve, that you're giving people emotions, you're giving them a range of emotions, and you're really guiding them through this video. Mm-hmm. Like, you're guiding them through the journey of the video. And, you know, like I said, a lot of that is ha- how it's shot. Um, part of it is most just... Most of it's how it's shot. <clears throat> most of it is how it's shot. Um, another part of it is understanding the purpose of the piece, and um, and then knowing what you need to do to achieve those feelings and those emotions and get your point across, because um, now you're you're speaking the editing language, just like when you're talking to somebody, um, what words you say, how you say them, at what pace you say them, all affects what that person is going to feel and take away from that conversation you just had with them. And I think editing is the same. There's a language to editing film. 
And once you begin to understand that language, you're able to then speak it and manipulate it and use it in order to get your point across better. Um, and a lot of that, like I said, comes down to feeling, but it, it also comes down to um, knowing the building blocks, knowing how to use music, knowing um, how pacing affects the, the viewer, knowing how uh, certain shots affect the viewer, knowing all of these things, like how, um, how everything that you're doing in that edit is affecting your viewer and knowing how to manipulate that so that you can get those emotions. Um, I think also being cognizant of like all the little things where you're starting to take into account maybe the smoothness visually of your piece. Like if you've got a frame and where your person is looking is in the top third quadrant, right? That's where the subject in that shot is. And you want to cut to a new shot. Well, if you cut to a shot and the subject in that shot is in the other bottom third, well, now that's an, that's an abrupt cut and it's going to feel abrupt. Whereas if you put this subject over here, and you cut between those two, it feels much smoother. And you can use that how you want. If you want a smooth edit, then you do that. If you want something to feel jarring and confusing, then you break that, right? Using the 180. If you want something to feel like it's all going and flowing, you abide by the rule that 180 rule. If you want something to feel jarring and confusing, you break that rule. Yeah. So um, paying attention to all those little things. Um, and then again, pacing. And understanding the ebb and flow of video. I think the the thing that I see a lot with like a beginner and even an intermediate, and I, you know, still do this from time to time, is having a video and it all feels the same. It all feels like the music is the same pace. Everything's it has in the, the middle. It doesn't bring it has, you up. It doesn't yeah. slow you down. Everything's just it has right down the middle. The same emotion. And a lot of times those videos don't have a story. I don't feel like I've been taken anywhere. Um, and so what I'm always trying to do as an editor is put those ebbs and flows in. The roller coaster. And bring, you know, having the high pace moments, the low pace moments, uh, understanding what will affect the viewer most in those, in those um, circumstances, like when to use low pace when to use a high pace, how to get from a high pace to a low pace, mm. and being cognizant of how, like all the little things that make that pace, that make that feeling. Yeah. Your, your cuts, the shots that you're using, the music, your sound design, all of those things. Um, I've got to go. Okay. Y'all going to have to end the stream and everything when we're done. I we're almost done. Mm. I have like three more things. I can get through them quickly, though. You've been talking for nine minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I can't boil down. How You're to good. Go. Come editor. on. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, number four, I think you got. You need to develop some kind of um, color grading skill. Yeah. So being able to. That's something we create, still struggle with yeah. at times. <clears throat> being able to create footage that all looks the same and then past that being able to create a look uh, that, again, can be used to affect a certain feeling in your audience. Um we talked about the editing editing instincts. And then lastly is time efficiency. So being an advanced editor is knowing how to work through things quickly, 
knowing how to be the most time efficient with well, and knowing how much time. time things should take. Yeah, you know, you know, I'll t- you know I ask you, you know, hey, how long do you think it's going to take you? Two or three days, and you're like, eh, yeah. Or you know, you 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 know yourself, you know your skill set, you know. This said it should take me a day. This said it should take me three days. This said it should take me four days. And I mean that's that but knowing and getting to that advanced stage, you can look at a, a project and a you know, a hard drive full of footage and be like, All right, this is how long this is gonna take me. That's 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 an important skill. Very important skill once you start trying to make money doing this. And putting the systems in place yeah. for you to be able to uh, be as efficient. maximize your yep, efficiency. For sure. But yeah, advanced is there's a lot to the advanced stuff, man. Uh, it takes a long time to get there. You don't get there overnight. If you're at the beginner stage, do not expect to be an advanced editor when you leave the class. Ain't happening. It takes a long time behind a computer screen um, to do it. Not as much as you would think. If you if you bust it day in and day out trying to do it, I mean, in six months, you can be a very proficient editor if you do it every day. You really can. I was a very proficient editor in six months, but I did it eight hours a day, at least five days a week. I think there's two things that go along with that is obviously the time, like you have to put in the time and there has to be a desire to edit and create at that level. Cause at any point you could be like, I'm good with where I'm at. Like I'm making the video I want to make and that's totally fine. If that's where you want to be, that's where you want to be. But in order to become an advanced editor, editor or an intermediate editor or a beginner editor, there has to be a desire to get to that stage and there has to be um, like the personal willpower to take the risks, to try the things that you don't know, to develop your skill sets and to keep working to always be improving and get to the next level. Yeah. All right. Well, the class is this weekend. That's kind of the, the breakdown on how we're going to do it and how we're going to teach it and who's going to be teaching what. So if you're coming to the class, I'm looking forward to it. If you're not coming to the class, you missed out. And like I said at the beginning, sorry, you suck. Um, we're going to end the podcast. Uh, I, I can't really hang out anymore. I got to steal my phone. So we're just going to end this one, and um, we will see you guys next time. Peace.